Welcome to another segment of After Hours on Technically Speaking. In this session, I have a Q&A with executive coach and founder of Merging Path Coaching, Brooks Elliott Scott. During the Q&A, we touch a bit on authentic vulnerability as well as having feedback with your manager, in addition to building better connections with your team. Now, this was actually recorded back in the early days of uh, shelter in place and when everyone was getting ready to work from home. And it's very interesting how a lot of the conversations and the feedback that we have still rings true today. Yeah, yeah, love it. All right, so from Katie, now that we're working from home, what recommendations do you have to create separations between the two? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Um, the first thing is to set those expectations with the people that you can at home and, and the people at work. Um, I like, you know, one thing we, we should not be expected to have to answer every minute of every day just because we're at home. So there's this mm. perception that we have when we're in person. It's like, I can, I can walk by your desk, Harrison, and be like, oh, I see you. Hey, man, real quick, you got this? Right. Uh, I, I got a question about this thing, right? Um, so one of the things I do is like, listen, if you are, if you are with your spouse and, or you have kids um, and you're, you're taking turns watching the kids, like tell your manager, tell your people, hey, listen, from 1237 until 115 every day, I'm not going to respond to anything because my partner is on a call and I got to take care of the kids during this time, right? Yeah. So we need to start setting boundaries with people at work and at home too, on what, what is reasonable for us to, to, uh, to respond to things. That's a really important part. Another thing is, if you look at your phone, there's so many notifications that are competing for our time. Um, and one of the things that I accidentally did, I went on vacation, turned off my Slack and email notifications. And I think it's been about a year and a half and I've kept them turned off. <laughs> um, because guess what? I will check it when I check it. The thing is, is that when we think about Slack and when we think about our email, they're actually asynchronous forms of communication. So you don't necessarily need to respond to something right away. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something to, to really uh, keep in perspective. I love it. You know, and for those of you who are managing, I used to do this with, with my team. And there's some people on this, on this call from, uh, that were on my team before. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to get points for how fast you respond. Yep. Right? So like if I send you an email at 11 o'clock at night, don't I tell you don't respond to me like get yeah. back to it during business hours if it's something that's important or urgent I'll text you from is Gresha Meta tips for new designers looking for jobs applying online is a black hole what are some unconventional yet effective ways to find jobs I think this is a very unique time it's more than just applying for the job right most companies if they're hiring they're going to have um you know, they're going to have their website or they're going to have the job on, on the website. And I think one of the things to understand too, a recruiter is going to likely be the ones that are fielding those. Um, I think what's going to be most important is just like focusing on your career growth. Remember, I, I'd mentioned this before, investing in yourself and really doing self-improvement. Um, seeing that through the work that you're doing on your portfolio, that's what's going to really shine through. Um, because again, like if we're looking at fewer jobs that are um, out there, guess what? There's going to be more people applying for those. So what are the things that you have invested in yourself that are going to help you stand out? Mm. Love that. That's great advice. How do, you, how do you handle a boss who says, 
you need to work an eight hour day. I personally don't think anyone works fully nine to five. Uh, a, a direct conversation with, with that manager. I, I, would, I would ask, uh, are, are we sitting down and designing our alliances with, uh, with those managers and, and letting them know our expectations? Because listen, when, especially now because we're all at home, if, if you have kids and, and, a, and a family, and even if you don't, uh, a full, like, solid eight hours is not something that's reasonable for anyone to be doing right now, uh, at least not straight through, right? Maybe we mm -hmm. spread our eight hours uh, across 12 hours throughout the whole day. I, I know some people that, are, that start work at, you know, 6 a.m. And, and, and work till 7, but they take breaks in between, right? So there's got to be there's got to be time for a break. Again, this kind of goes back to the speed and efficiency and productivity versus yeah. the relationship, right? So I think I think sitting down and like we need to start scheduling meetings with our managers, and the whole thirty minutes is about us. Not talking about UX, not talking about building teams. We're talking about me, and and what's going on in my life, and some of the things that, that I need, and things I want to be aligned with. And you know, don't don't leave the last five minutes of your thirty minute meeting with your manager to to set expectations for what you need. Like you deserve yeah. to have a full thirty minutes, so take it. Yeah, and I would say if you guys are not having consistent one on ones, you need to make that happen now. Yeah. Um, that that is going to be your biggest point of again bringing your perspective to the table. And again, like you can't negotiate with having, without bringing anything to the table. So just understand that piece and you need to make sure that you're the one driving those one-on-ones. Like your manager is not responsible for um, scheduling the one-on-ones with you. You should be driving those, all right? So, so have, those, have those transparent conversations and you driving those. Because again, that also shows your drive as well and your, um, you know, the fact that you want to be more effective in the work that you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, Lenore just made a, made a comment. How consistent is, is bi-weekly enough? Uh, you know, I, I, I always, uh, I always, I, I never let people answer a question with depends, but I'm going to have to use that now. It depends on what it is your team's working on. If, if, uh, if your, if your manager um, has the time, if you have the time, but I would try to get as many as you can. I, I love bi-weekly. Go for it. Yeah. If you can, yeah. if you can get that, at least ask for it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, for, for specifically in UX, we already have, um, you know, I just want to, especially with this, we've actually had to, or I've evolved sort of how our team works. And I actually empower our team to say, hey, like, how can we connect more? Um, so for one, in, in the design realm, we have our weekly critiques, which is where I can provide that feedback. Um, and we have a weekly one-on-one. -on -one, and then we also have group group sort of settings. So there's a lot of opportunities where we can actually have those conversations. They may not necessarily manifest themselves specifically in a one-on-one, -on -one, um, but just, you know, I think to, to Brooke's point, you know, since we have those, those touch points, you know, having our one-on-ones weekly, that's an opportunity for you to just talk about yourself and, and, and uh, you know, kind of see where we can go from there. Yeah. Um, so the next one from Elena, how can managers get feedback from their reports, especially when the team is small and therefore not anonymous without putting them on the spot or making them feel like what they said might affect their performance? I uh, love it. Love it. So I am, uh, I, I, I hate anonymous feedback. Uh, when, I was at, when I was at Facebook, when you were giving feedback to people, there's a little checkbox at the bottom. It was like, share this with the person or not. 
And I'm like, why would you not let someone know who said this? And if we build strong relationships with the people that we work with, the people in our personal lives, uh, giving, giving feedback, uh, and if we do it in the right way, if we give the right content and we follow the right framework, it doesn't have to hurt every, every, every time. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say like as the manager, the manager needs to demonstrate, uh, again, this comes back to vulnerability again, right? As a manager coming in, sitting down with your team and doing what I was, I was saying, like, listen, I, I need to, if I'm better at what I'm doing, it's not only going to help me, but it's also going to help you. It's also going to help the team and it's going to help the company. And this is what I want. So in order to do that, you got to let me know if, if something's going on and like, I'm not going to hold it against you. Um, so can we have the type of relationship where we both can share and give each other feedback in a, in a, in a way that's, that's useful for us? But I think just having that, that conversation, it sounds like a, a very simple thing, um, and, and, and it is, but, but we, don't, we don't do that. So part of my mission is, is trying to get people to have better and healthier communication styles with their managers. You know, it's funny, we forget the power that we have as employees, we think that the manager has all the, you know, I got into this huge fight with uh, one of my sergeants in the state police. Yeah. And uh, he was, he was not listening to anything I said. And he's, he's like, Brooks, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's done. Forget it. And I'm like, listen, you, you have to talk about it. Like I'm telling you <laughs> that I want to sit down and have a meeting yeah. with my manager. So like, we're going to do it, you know? And, and, you know, we, that's, that's, that's what happens. We have power as employees and we have, we have power as managers too. So making sure we're, we're open, we're vulnerable, we're strong and having these conversations is super important. Awesome. Uh, so we probably have time for one more question. How do you remain professional while also being vulnerable? I feel like it's a slippery slope for me to overshare. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's, there's a couple sides of, of vulnerability. Um, one side of, of vulnerability is kind of talking about uh, your feelings and, and sharing, um, sharing how you're feeling about situations, sharing how you're thinking about, about situations, right? The other side of vulnerability is openness. Mm-hmm. And we oftentimes don't think of that, right? So how do we be vulnerable in the, in the workplace? Like we are, we are open to listening to other people's stories and, and how they live and how they operate. And we're also vulnerable and strong enough to share ourselves with the people that we work with. And that, that's what builds uh, the stability and connection, better communication with the people that we're, that we're working with. So yeah, I would, I would focus on that. So yeah, so I'm, I'm not saying like, listen, you gotta start planning happy hours and inviting the, inviting the whole company to your house every weekend, uh, right? But, but we, we can take some time and out of our meeting space and our day to kind of talk about how we're feeling about work, how we're feeling about things going on in, in our personal lives. Uh, one, of my, one of my buddies from my old team was, is on here and like, you know, we would start our meetings. I'm like, tell me one thing that happened this weekend that has nothing to do with work. Hmm. Right? And I would start, I was the VP of the team. I would start and, and, and model that, right? So, so yeah, looking for some opportunities to, to share and be open. So two sides of vulnerability. One, uh, here's the things I'm working on here's the things I'm afraid of, here's the things I'm trying to be better at. Second side of the coin, openness. Here are some things about me. And that is, that, that's what, at least to me, that's what vulnerability should be about. Well, Brooks, thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna wrap up right now. How would folks uh, get in touch with you? Um, tell them more about your coaching service. 
Um, because I'm sure, I think this is a very enlightening conversation. I'm sure they're going to want to tune in more. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is great, man. So first of all, thank you everyone for, for joining. It was, it was super, super awesome to have all of you here. Uh, you can hit me up on uh, mergingpath.com is my website. Uh, the name of the company, Merging Path, is guiding you from, from the path of where you are to where you want to be. So here's where we are right now. It doesn't matter what happened to us in the past. Here's where we are. Let's take this and come together. So you can hit me up on the website. Uh, I'd love to connect with all of you on LinkedIn. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, shoot me an email, brooks at mergingpath.com. And, and uh, looking forward to working with all of you and, and all of your teams as well.